Welcome to Lung Cancer Considered, the podcast of the International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, a global organization dedicated to research and practice advances in thoracic oncology. You can find all our podcasts on SoundCloud and at IASLC.org in the newsroom. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Lin. Hello, and welcome to Lung Cancer Considered, the official podcast of the IASLC. I'm Dr. Stephen Liu, Director of Thoracic Oncology at Georgetown University. In this episode of Lung Cancer Considered, I'll preview the upcoming IASLC hot topic in basic and translational science meeting on resistance to immunotherapy in non-small cell lung cancer. To discuss this exciting meeting and the topic, I'm joined by the three co-chairs of the hashtag IO23. First, from the Netherlands, Dr. Joachim Arts, Professor of Pulmonary Oncology at Erasmus University, Rotterdam, and Head of Pulmonary Medicine at Erasmus MC. He's also on the Board of Directors of ISLC. Joachim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're also joined from Baltimore, Maryland, by Dr. Kelly Smith, Associate Professor of Oncology at Johns Hopkins University, where her laboratory focuses on the understanding of anti-tumor T-cell responses. Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. And our third guest, medical oncologist and immunologist, Dr. Roberto Ferrara from San Rafael Scientific Institute and University in Milan, Italy. Roberto, thanks for being here. Very happy to be here. So for the listeners, let's start with the basics. Johim, can you describe the, the purpose, the goal of this meeting? What will people gain from attending? Yeah, so I think the purpose of the meeting is that we gather basic and translational immunologists together uh, to learn more about what, are, what is known and what is the unmet needs in the field of resistance to IO drugs. I think what we see in the clinics, what we have seen is an impressive improvement in uh, the outcome of our patients, but still a lot of patients do not respond or ultimately develop resistance. And there's a lot of knowledge out there um, on this part of, of research. And I think the ISLC is trying to get the, the people together to learn more from each other and also help the field further in future research. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this is trans transformational treatment. We're talking about immunotherapy uh, has really transformed the, the potential of what we can achieve in advanced lung cancer, but resistance remains a big challenge. And while we're focused on that tail and on the, the limitless ceiling of possibilities, the reality, as he said, Joachim, is most patients don't achieve that. And we need to figure out why so that we can, we can change that. Kelly, why do we need a meeting like this? We all know that immunotherapy has really done wonders for the treatment of advanced and now excitingly early stage non-small cell lung cancer. But unfortunately, the grim reality remains that most tumors will not respond to these treatments. So we need to find alternatives. And we also need to find biomarkers for response and resistance in the primary and acquired settings. So overcoming both acquired and primary resistance is a major issue. And bringing together the basic translational and clinical researchers in the same room, we think, is the first step to tackling this multifactorial problem. It seems so much more complex than, than what we see with targeted therapy, which uh, we're starting to understand a little bit better, but there are so many more pieces to account for. And, and I think that that's really well said. But we also include these in our other meetings like uh, WCLC, like ASCO. Roberto, uh, the value of a focused meeting like this on, on such a specific topic? Uh, yeah, just to follow Kelly and Joachim comments, I think that most of the current research is uh, focused on biomarker of response to immunotherapy. So biomarker of resistance able to identify patients who early progress and die upon immunotherapy are often neglected. 
So thanks to this meeting, we will have, a, I think, the unique opportunity to put together leading experts in the field of thoracic immune oncology, and they can foster the knowledge and help, and help both basic scientists and clinicians to better understand the multiple players involved in immunotherapy resistance, such as tumor itself, immune microenvironment, and uh, host factors. Now, Joachim, uh, can you talk about the format or the, the structure of this program? Yeah, so, so what we try to set up is a, a very interactive meeting. So when where there are uh, some key leaders speaking on the field of immunoresistance and that there's an open way of having uh, discussions amongst each other, that the most, the, the most interactive meeting so that we can learn as much as we can from each other. And Kelly, who's who's this meeting for? Who should attend this meeting? Is it, you know, more lab-based scientists? Is it translational researchers, clinicians? Is it is it appropriate for trainees? Well, in short, everyone should attend. <laughs> but we are really <laughs> hoping uh, to attract laboratory researchers, and we also really tried to tailor the program toward toward early and mid-stage investigators. You know, traditionally, WCLC has been very clinician-centric, and there are scientific sessions but it tends to attract a majority uh, clinician uh, attendees. So with this meeting and, and others that IASLC are, are, are hosting this year, we're hoping to bridge that divide because we're really going to need all players in the lung cancer research space to tackle this enormous problem. Well said. And you know, I love the idea of getting these people in rooms together and sort of starting these important collaborations. Roberto, at a meeting like this, do you have... Uh, sort of built-in networking opportunities? And maybe you can also mention some of the details. When and where is this meeting being held? Uh, yeah, networking is the key, I think, of this meeting because um, in this meeting is a, a chance for all the scientific community to connect with leading experts and pioneers in the field of thoracic immune oncology and to engage in discussion, exchange ideas, and foster novel collaboration so this conference is a kind of platform to build uh, professional relationships and expand also your network. Uh, the conference will be held from uh, the 10th to 12th of November in the beautiful Brussels. I'd, I'd love to go into a little more detail, more of a preview to IO23, to this meeting. Joachim, let's start with you here. On Saturday, November 11th, session number six discusses cell therapy and T-cell engagers. Um, it's sort of a, a next generation, a new class of immunotherapy. And Joachim, you've done quite a bit of work on cell therapy, particularly with dendritic cells. I think this has been transformational for our colleagues in hematologic malignancies. But where is the field at for thoracic cancers? And you know, why should attendees be excited about the cell therapy session? Yeah, so I think indeed, as you were saying, what we saw in hematology is, of course, impressive with cell therapy. And I think we are now looking into the lung cancer, thoracic cancer space, where we see that those patients who do not respond and, and we don't get really behind why they are not responding. So, and, and one of the ways to try to circumvent that is to deliver cell therapy where we get this immune activation either already in place when you give T cells or you try to induce it when you give therapies like dendritic cells or vaccination. And it is really a novel field where important steps have been made also in solid tumors. And despite the fact that it's not going that fast as we first expected, we still think that there is a, a road now to an effective cellular therapy in also thoracic malignancies. And that is something which will be explored during the meeting. 
We saw some interesting data from our colleagues at Moffitt about some activity with this type of treatment in driver-positive cancers. And we think of you know, cancers driven by EGFR, by ALK. These are historically lung cancers that don't respond well to checkpoint inhibitors, but that might not be the case for cell therapy approaches, right? Yeah, certainly. So, so uh, again, these cellular therapies are getting more and more into the immuno-oncology clinical uh, treatment. And I think, as you are saying, with these targeted, um, with these mutated patients, then we know what the target is. So it, we originally thought that was going to be more easy, although this was also very difficult. But we also have now results in patients where we have a far less frequent um, antigen to be targeted. So it's it's really a developing field, I think, and and we will learn a lot from this, uh, from the hematological space, and also now from solid cancers. Yeah, exciting field, for sure. Uh, Kelly, on Sunday, November 12th, session seven and eight, tackle resistance to immunotherapy. Now, this is a major area of interest for every clinician, both intrinsic resistant and acquired resistance. And your lab at Hopkins does a lot of work on developing biomarkers of resistance and elucidating mechanisms of resistance. What's emerging in this field that we should be aware of and, and what can attendees expect from these sessions? Indeed, this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and, and we spend a lot of time researching this. And I think from my perspective, a big thing that we're going to take away from this meeting and something we're going to see in the coming years is precision immuno-oncology. Uh, gone are the days where we treat every non-small cell lung tumor the same way. And this has really been borne out in the oncogene-driven lung cancer space with TKIs and EGFR, ALK, et cetera, lung cancers. So I think with the translational and basic research that is currently happening in the field, we're really going to see the development of more and more precision IO approaches to increase response rates and decrease acquired resistance. It's such a, a more complex area when we think about biomarkers. It's, I mean, maybe a greater challenge because... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not just looking at characteristics of the tumor, you're looking at characteristics of the host too, right? Absolutely. And and this is where the immune system is both wonderful and frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very complex system and it is very uh, dependent on individual patients and situations and disease states and types of tumors. Um, microbiome is a huge issue. So um, it, it is a multifactorial problem, indeed. Yeah, a big challenge. And, uh, but, but we look to groups like yourself to help us navigate this. And an important thing that will come from this meeting are sort of collaborations and, and ideas to really tackle that. Roberto, on a similar theme, there's a session focused on TME, on the tumor microenvironment. And we hear a lot of talk about that. But can you maybe explain to some of our listeners that are a little earlier in their training or not familiar with it, what is the TME and why is that relevant to immunotherapy? Yeah, basically tumor microenvironment is the main target of immunotherapy drugs, uh, which differently from other uh, anti-cancer treatments, they are able to act on the immune cell and to skew immune system against cancer. Uh, however, tumor microenvironment is, is even more complex than this uh, because beside immune cells, it contains many other players such as fibroblasts and matrix and vessels which can further jeopardize the effect of immunotherapy drugs. So I think a comprehensive characterization of the components of the tumor microenvironment and what are their different role in driving resistance 
represents the tough challenge for uh, next generation uh, immunotherapies and next generation research in this field. Johan, this meeting is coming up. Um, can you remind us of any of the important dates we need to keep in mind? So the abstract submission is, is uh, open until August 18th. So I really encourage people to submit an abstract because that really opens the field for discussion, open the field for networking and try to connect uh, with other people working in this field, which could really be helpful in helping all, all of us forward. Uh, then the registration for the meeting is closing on September 27th. And again, the meeting is taking place on November 10th in Brussels. I really like meetings of this size. I mean, I love WCLC and what it offers, but the other hot topic meeting in small cell, uh, smaller meetings like ELCC really give a lot of, you know, time for, for questions and answers, for personal interactions, for brainstorming. I think they're really essential, especially to, to people earlier in their career. And, you know, Kelly, you mentioned this, a lot of meetings that there are sessions for basic scientists, but they're kind of separate from the clinical sessions. At WCLC, we have these developmental um, sort of early biology sessions, and then we have these clinical sessions. But at this meeting, looking at the program, the sessions are the same for everyone. And that, you know, that sort of forces these interactions, these types of perspectives for scientists, for investigators that are kind of on the fence about attending. Can you explain why these interactions are so important and why did you design a meeting like this? Yeah, so aside from networking, which is obviously going to be great for developing uh, research collaborations in the future, we know that like response to immunotherapy, resistance is also a complicated issue. And we need everyone at the table with different perspectives, experiences, and expertise to develop rational and practical solutions to IO resistance. And that's really what this meeting is hoping to achieve. Yeah, really a call to arms because you know, we've gone a while since we've seen that the frontline Pembro data was 2016. You know, it's been seven years and, and we really don't have a great answer to overcome resistance yet. So uh, definitely need new thoughts, new insights, new perspectives. Roberto, one of the recent trends we're seeing a lot has been the integration of machine learning of big data in our understanding of cancer therapeutics and where they can be most effective. I noticed that there are some sessions incorporating these topics at the meeting. Can you explain a little about the importance of these avenues of research? And, you know, is this a meeting for computational biologists and colleagues that are interested in, in big data and informatics? Uh, yeah, mechanism, I think mechanism of resistance to immunotherapy are heterogeneous and uh, redundant. So the use of high throughput technology is extremely important to understand them as a whole. But the use of high throughput technologies means also the generation of a big amount of data and that we absolutely need bioinformatic and, uh, and also artificial intelligence tools to understand and interpret such data and produce also algorithms which can be subsequently validated and also transferred to our uh, clinical practice. So yes, it's, uh, it's uh, a meeting for computational biologies and, uh, and bioinformatics because they are uh, key um, people involved in, uh, in such research area. Well, I, I'm looking forward to this meeting, to seeing some of these talks. I think it's gonna be important. And hopefully our listeners We'll join the three of you for IO23 in Brussels, Belgium, November 10 to 12. Again, the regular registration deadline, September 27, early registration deadline, August 30th. Uh, we're, we're just about out of time, but before we close, I think our listeners would love to hear a little about the three of you uh, as co-chairs here. Uh, Joachim, can you tell us uh, a bit about your career path, your involvement with ISLC as a board member, and you know why did you focus on thoracic oncology? 
Yeah. So, well, as as a I'm a clinician, and I I was already always looking for our our bad outcome of our patients with thoracic malignancies, and that was why I became interested in immuno oncology already about 20 years ago, I think, uh, where we started looking at mesothelioma as, as really a, a disease with a bad outcome and looking for novel treatments. And that is why we were starting to look at uh, the immune system and the function of dendritic cells in this. So I'm very excited, of course, to see how the field has moved in the development of IO treatment. And I think that's why my connection with the ISLC starts. The ISLC is the only multidisciplinary uh, group working in thoracic oncology. And I think it's really important that we gather uh, all types of specialities in here. And therefore also this meeting that we also gather basic and translational scientists to the field to really help uh, at the end of the day, the outcome of our patients. I couldn't agree more. And um, uh, Kelly, can you maybe talk about your path to, to focusing on lung cancer? And I'd love to hear about your ILCF grant and why those opportunities are, are vital to the field. My path is kind of interesting, and and the short version of it is that uh, I started out as an HIV immunologist, and when I was looking for postdoctoral positions, I wasn't really finding anything in that space that spoke to me. Uh, So someone said, you know, there's this guy at Hopkins, his name is Drew Pardol, Uh, he does immunotherapy, but it's for cancer. And I said, you know, I don't know this guy. Don't ever tell Drew that. I said, I don't know who this guy is. I'll send him an email. <laughs> um, and he read my email, which is amazing for someone who gets 400 emails a day. And it, it turns out that he was actually looking for someone to do in lung cancer what I had been doing in HIV, which was sequence the patient's tumor uh, and, and test for T-cell responses to uh, epitope variants or neoantigens, essentially. Um, so my advice to everyone listening would be to, uh, follow what the universe is telling you and keep an open mind because although it was an accident that I stumbled into lung cancer immunotherapy, uh, I stayed because I love the work and I realized what an understudied and underfunded problem it really is. And, you know, after a few years, I applied for this grant from ILCF and LCFA It was the very first grant that I received. It was $100,000 per year for two years. And it provided me with the necessary startup funds to perform the foundational translational work that has since allowed me to acquire more than $4 million in funding. So um, these early stage investigator grants are really crucial to our career development and to our ability to do practice changing work. We're glad that you, you came over to the field. We're better for it. And, you know, these sort of speak to the the networking opportunities are so important to, to launching careers as well. And uh, hopefully uh, listeners will come to Brussels and, and meet Kelly uh, instead of meeting Drew and um, uh, move forward. Uh, Roberto, I know that you spent some time both in Paris and Milan, and you got an ISLC Young Investigator Grant. Can you talk a little bit about your path to treating lung cancer? Uh, well, my career in lung cancer started in 2016 when uh, I won a fellowship at Gustave Roussy Cancer Campus. And that time I had the privilege of working uh, in the field of thoracic oncology with giants such as uh, Benjamin Bess, 
Uh, I also started to approach to you know, oncology field because I worked in the lab uh, for uh, more than one year. And when I moved back to Milan in 2018, uh, ISLC Young Investigator Award helped me a lot in continuing my translational research in thoracic immune oncology. In particular, uh, the Young Investigator Award uh, has given to me the possibility to study some immunological biomarker of resistance and also hyperprogression to immunotherapy in lung cancer patients, which still represent one of my main uh, research area. Well, there's certainly a lot more I'd, I'd love to hear, but we are out of time here. And so I want to thank our guests for joining for our podcast, for uh, organizing this meaningful meeting, and of course, for all their ongoing work uh, in the field, uh, making the care for our patients better. Dr. Kelly Smith. Thanks for having me. Dr. Roberto Ferrara. Thanks so much for having me. And Dr. Joachim Hartz. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of Lung Cancer Considered. We hope that you'll join us in Brussels, Belgium from November 10th to 12th for the ISLC Hot Topic in Basic and Translational Science meeting, IO23. We also hope that you'll tune in here for the first and third Tuesday of every month to give us a listen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Lung Cancer Considered. You can find all our podcasts on our website, www.iaslc.org, in our newsroom or on SoundCloud. Please take a moment to rank, like, and share your favorite episodes with your colleagues. 